You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. Is my Jesus following contributing to harmful policies toward those who are different from me? Or does my Jesus following move me to listen to those whose experiences in our communities are vastly different from my own? Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 442. Our title this week is Choosing the Common Good, and our reading is from the Gospel of Luke. This is Luke 19, 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him. Jesus was coming his way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said, look, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. So we miss a a lot in this story if we don't understand it in terms of how much Roman imperialism harmed the masses in Judea and southern Galilee. Roman occupation, it benefited the elite who had become wealthy to the detriment of others and and through the the Roman economic system. But for many others, Rome drastically changed the economic landscape and how Rome's client rulers acted in their region uh, impacted them negatively economically also. In this week's story, Zacchaeus is a tax collector for Roman imperialism and has become rich through his work. And to understand this context more, uh, read this month's uh, Renewed Heart Ministries Book of the Month, Richard Horsley's book, Jesus and Empire, The Kingdom of God and the New World Disorder. Horsley brings to our attention what Roman taxation looked like for many in Jesus' region. In one of the most, oh, sorry, this is from Kindle Location 788 and through 789. In one of the most serious omissions, Studies of the historical Jesus have failed to investigate the fundamental social forms within Galilean society. The Galileans, among whom Jesus worked, indeed the vast majority of people in any traditional agrarian society, would have been embedded in households and villages. Villages were communities of families or households engaged in subsistence agriculture and or fishing. A substantial percentage of whose produce was expropriated by their rulers. These rulers intervened in village affairs mainly to extract their tax revenue.
revenues. And because of the, the heavy Roman taxation, especially in this region, former landowners, remember, they had become uh, peasant farmers now on, on lands that used to belong to their families. And their role in the economic system, it, it became especially oppressive. And Horsley again reminds us, this is Kindle location 516 through 517, as the productive economic base of the Jerusalem temple and priesthood and of the Herodian capital cities of Zipporah and Tiberias and Galilee, the peasants' role was to render up produce in tithes, taxes, and tribute for the ruler's support. Then the placement of Herod Antipas as a, 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 a client ruler, a client king of the Roman Empire, it marked a first in the history of Roman imperialism for this region. A king representing Rome uh, now lived directly in Galilee, and this brought an unprecedented uh, rigor in the collection of these oppressive taxes, according to Horsley. And Horsley re Horsley's research, it demonstrates that the political climate among the people uh, in response to this deep economic oppression it inspired their their reimagining uh, uh, the liberation themes and the stories within their Hebrew tradition, and and it, it and and also it, this this desire for liberation was often expressed in various forms of of resistance. The same book, Kindle Location five nineteen to five twenty, uh, Horsley writes: Judean and Galilean peasants were cultivating their own popular version of Israelite tradition that far more than the version accepted in Jerusalem, emphasized uh, stories of liberation from oppressive rule. And think think about that. I mean, the entire Hebrew tradition begins with, with slaves being liberated from slavery. And in Kindle Location 700 through 702, Horsley writes, in order to protect their own minimal subsistence, the always marginal peasants regularly sequestered portions of their crops before the tax tax collectors arrived or found various ways of sabotaging the exploitative practices of their rulers. So, so Roman imperialism through economic oppression, it also meant that Jesus' society, it began to break down. Any society under economic stress, um, it doesn't take long before it begins to break down. Uh, this is Kindle location 1339 through 1346, and I think this will be the last section from from Horsley for this week. But this, this section is more lengthy, but I, I think it's important for us to try to get our head around the context of this story of Zacchaeus. So again, this is Horsley's uh, uh, Jesus and, and, and Empire. Uh, Roman conquest and imposition of client rulers with the resulting multiple layers of taxes and socially disintegrative economic and cultural practices set the conditions of and for Jesus's mission and other parallel movements. In generating and articulating his program, moreover, Jesus drew thoroughly on Israelite traditions of opposition to imperial and oppressive domestic rulers. There is no need to debate whether he was apocalyptic, because both Jesus and the apocalypses 
produced by scribal groups, shared the widespread common Israelite pattern of God's judgment against foreign rulers as a prerequisite of restoration of the subjected people, a pattern dictated by the recurrent circumstances of Israelite peoples under imperial rule. In this regard, Jesus stands together with activist Pharisees and other teachers and administrators who formed resistance groups such as the Fourth Philosophy. They stand on precisely the same grounds in rejecting the tribute to Rome. They owe exclusive loyalty to God as their only ruler and Lord. Surely the vast majority of Judeans and Galileans believed that and attempted to resist Roman exploitation in whatever ways they could whenever they could. So we must read this week's story within this context. This is the backdrop. And it also gives a new insight into the political, economic, and social meaning of the Gospels. Jesus' preaching, teaching, and, and demonstrations of the kingdom of God, the rule of God, or, or God's just future, it must be understood as an answer to the people's desire for liberation from Roman rule and imperialism. And in our story this week, conviction has come home to Zacchaeus, who has, has participated in the empire and become personally wealthy from systems that were to blame for the disintegration of his own Jewish society. This is a story of repentance and change that manifests through economic and political change for Zacchaeus in the here and in the now. It's, it's, he's, it's not about change uh, after death or, or post-mortem uh, destinations. And life as usual it doesn't continue for Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus choosing to embrace Jesus's program, it meant him choosing to let go of his ill-gotten wealth and to use it for reparations and, and restoration after the harm Roman imperialism had done. He's rejecting the, the kingdom of Rome for the rule of the God of the Torah, not just religiously, but also politically, economically, and socially in concrete ways for the restoration of his community. And in response to this holistic change, Jesus states, today salvation has come to this house. As Reverend Dr. Wilda Gaffney, uh, she writes in, in uh, A Woman's Lectionary for the Whole Church, Year W, page 278, uh, she insightfully comments on this passage, riches may buffer some of the hardships of life, but one can have all the wealth in the world and still be deeply lost. So what does following the Jesus of these gospel stories mean for us today? This Jesus prioritized the, the marginalized and, and disenfranchised. This Jesus called those who were complicit with social harm, like Zacchaeus, to join his, his program of liberation. Today, some who claim the name of Jesus, they're responsible for the political, social, and ec economic harm that's being perpetrated, say, against like the LGBTQ community is just a, a, a one example. Some Christians have, have chosen uh, for another example to put women's lives in jeopardy because of their shallow understandings of, of women's health care needs and basic human rights. My own Appalachian communities have been harmed through politics that, that Christians have been duped into supporting, like uh, pro-life when, when pro-life is actually the opposite of 
anything but but life giving. Just as one example, um, so they, they they vote for a pro life quote unquote candidate, but it does deep harm to them and their society, as well as what what uh, the 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 misnomer of pro life has done for women's health care needs and and again their their bodily autonomy. And also, Christians have not educated themselves out of forms of Christianity that that make them especially vulnerable to political manipulation. And, and yes, Zacchaeus's story, it has something, something to, to, to say uh, to, to those whose wealth has come to them through harming others. It also has something to say to all Jesus followers who live in other forms of social privilege. Uh, this story speaks deeply to me, not economically. I'm not wealthy, but I am white, straight. Uh, I'm a cisgender male, and I have middle class privilege. Reading this story, I have to ask myself, is, is my Jesus following contributing to harmful policies toward those who are different from me, or does my Jesus following move me to listen to those whose experiences in our communities are vastly different from my own and those whom the, our system makes vulnerable to harm rather than than safe the story of Zacchaeus it, it calls me to question ways in which I too am complicit in the harm of others and ways in which I could choose to change I and others who share my social location, we can do better. And our doing better is not an act of charity. It's the work that Zacchaeus did. It's of reclaiming our own humanity through acknowledging, valuing, and honoring the humanity of others. The lessons are deep and life-changing in our reading this week, and I'm thankful for them. What would it take today for those who live in social locations of privilege to hear those same words, today salvation has come to this house heart group application this week number one share something that spoke to you from this week's e-site or podcast episode with your heart group number two in our stories, Zacchaeus chooses not only to change, but also uh, to make reparations for harms he has committed in the past. Discuss the, the kinds of reparation you believe we as a society should be making with your group. And what can you do? Number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today. Remember, you can find Renewed Heart Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you haven't done so already, please follow us uh, on your chosen social media platforms for our daily post. And also, if you enjoy listening to uh, this podcast, please like and subscribe to the Jesus for Everyone podcast through the podcast platform that you use. And consider taking some time to give us a review. This helps others uh, find our podcast as well. And if you if you'd like to reach out to us through email, you can reach us at info at renewedheartministries.com. Right where you are, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week.